0: <laughs> and it opens up with you. Aww. Yes. Now what would you say about my shirt?
1: Your shirt matches my background.
0: And I did that on purpose because it's Valentine's Day.
1: It is not Valentine's
0: Day. Every day is Valentine's Day for me. Uh,
1: all right. Ha! <laughs> ha! Uh, today's we... date is June fourteenth, 2020. No, it's not. It is. Uh, and we're in Revelation 9
0: the book of the revelation chapter 9 get it right excuse me gosh learn anything from from reformed theology
1: (laughs) it's good good coffee
0: coffee. i wish i had some cheese
1: and then you'd be really happy
0: i would what are we going to talk about today
1: revelation
0: 9 the woes Yep. How many woes? There's two woes
1: in this chapter.
0: <laughs> in this chapter, and there's locusts in trumpets, the hair. There's angels. There's trumpets. There's crumpets. There's locusts. There's um, smoke. There's fire. There's brimstone. Uh, there's there's all kinds of problems going on here. All kinds of problems. So if we kind of put it back into perspective, what we've learned with the seven letters, it, Jesus. Dictated to John through his angel, right? Mm -hmm. What we've learned is that the seven letters weren't necessarily just letters in a period of time, but have something to do with all the churches, right? right? Mm -hmm. Throughout this age until he returns, Mm -hmm. and then um, as we unsealed or Christ unsealed the scroll, we came to the sixth seal. Uh, and that's where there was a little break there in chapter seven about uh, picking up the uh, the believers who were sealed
1: mm-hmm. by God, sealed in the full head. Yeah,
0: and then so now in uh, chapters you know eight and nine we continue on with the judgments that will happen while the people of God are still here on Earth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the, we're not taken away yet, but we're sealed. So the harm doesn't come to the people of God as it does to the unbelievers. The idea is to get um, repentance, is to get them to quit worshiping idols of stone, wood, things like that, and to repent of their sorceries and their nonsense before that great and final day of the Lord. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it gets a little confusing. It gets a lot confusing. In the book of The Revelation. The Revelation. It's a lot confusing because you kind of lose track of where you're at. So one of the things that we're seeing here is the, the fifth seal that was broke by the Lamb. Mm-hmm. We saw the martyrs under the altar of God. Crying and they're going, out. how long, O oh Lord, before you avenge our blood against those People on the earth, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so we see in the subsequent chapters of eight and nine that these woes and these terrors are answering those prayers of the martyrs. How long, O oh Lord, before you avenge our blood mm-hmm. on the people of the earth? And so it's a big thing. Um, I used to read that part about the the martyrs under the altar, altar, and you just kind of gloss over it. You know, it's like, oh, wow, well, when is that? What happened? But it's really tied into all these woes and stuff. So really, the book of Revelation is both about the suffering of the church,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's also about the blessings of the church. Because mm-hmm. if you're sealed, well, that's a heck of a blessing, isn't it? It is. Especially with all these woes. Hmm. So we're going to get going on this. There are there, we're not going to go verse by verse, and I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because there are things in these verses that I just I simply can't speak on. Um, you could. There's spe- still a lot of mysteries. There's a mystery. You know There's mystery, and I
1: mean? you could It's hard to uh, explain them. It is,
0: and you can speculate. And I don't want to speculate if if it's not clear in the Word of God, then I don't want to. Iso Jesus, I don't want to add anything to it. I definitely don't want a Narsa Jesus and add myself to it. There's plenty of people out there who who are seeing um, modern technology involved in let's say the locust. They're they're seeing the locusts as Apache helicopters or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I want to stay away from all that. It's all nonsense. Um, I just want to stick to what the Word of God says and and what it says. And if you don't know what that is. Then it. At this time, we don't know what it is. Yeah, those so we're not going to go verse by verse because there's, there's. we're going to read all the verses, but there's just some things we can't comment on, but those things that we can comment on, we will. We will. Okay. Before we get started, I want to say, because I always forget to do this. <coughs> Excuse me. I had a COVID cough.
1: <laughs> clear the room! Oh my, clear, clear my mouth. That's why I'm in my cave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sensitive. I'm not. <laughs> those who are listening, know those who are listening on podcasts miss that because that was funny. It what was I did strange. is I put my shirt over my face like a mask, and I look like a stupid tomato. <laughs>
1: you didn't.
0: I did. Look at. Watch. See those on the podcast can't see this. Look at. Look at. I look like a, a stupid tomato.
1: You look like a little doll. A little doll <laughs>
0: with those little Russian dolls that fit in a little thing. Um, so there's two things going on here, folks. There's a podcast, right? And it's, comedy. There's comedy, yeah, <laughs> that's right. It's stand, it's, hey, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Uh, <laughs> there's, there's a podcast, and you might be listening to this on a podcast on iTunes or a host of other things, right? You know, you can also go to our two websites. You can go to Fifth Hook Media, and you can listen. There's a radio player right there on fifthhookmedia.com. Right there. Or you can go to Kapow Show.com and there's a, there's a media player right there. And you can listen to it that way. You can go to Transistor FM, Kapow Radio Show, iTunes, the whole bit. Anyway, it's a podcast. Now, at the same time that we do this podcast, we roll a video, and we call that the Kapow Cam. It's a Kapow Cam. That is then uploaded to YouTube, the YouTubes on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Which enables you to see us.
0: Yes. So. And the teaching. If you're not eating, you might want to watch the Kapow Cam. <laughs> if you're eating, you might want to just listen to it. But it's the exact same show, except the Kapow Cam, if you watch it, I, I'm a lot more entertaining. Yeah, that's true. I, I think so. I think
1: so. I find you entertaining.
0: Yeah. And then we can watch Miss Kapow as she's falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. You think I noticed okay let's get going let's get going kapow we're going going to share the screen and miss kapow is going to read chapter nine of the book of revelation and then we're going to see um well just how blessed we are to be sealed and we're going to look at some of these woes that are going down
1: that's right
0: that's right do you see that miss kapow the shared screen there i do all right if I move it or I move a slide and you want me to go back or something, you just let me know. Okay.
1: I'll- well, this one says, Revelation chapter 9, the woe trumpets.
0: All Next. Right. <laughs> Next. You know, I was drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, okay. Right. Verse 1.
1: Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were not told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with pain like the pain of a scorpion's sting. Mm. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. Mm -hmm. Next, verse 7. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads, and their faces looked like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron and their wings roared like an army of chariots using, rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Ben Abaddon and in Greek Apollyon the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming next. Verse 13, when the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God, and the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one third of all the people on the earth. And I heard the size of their army which was 200 million mounted troops. 17. And in my vision I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that that was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One third of all the people on the earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. Yeah. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts.
0: But for why would they not repent?
1: Because they loved the Deeds of Darkness.
0: Man, that's some heavy stuff. Um, I We're going to go through this the be- best we can and explain it the best uh, we can with the knowledge um, that we have. Yeah. And hopefully it makes some sense. Uh, where, like I said, where we're at is on that sixth seal, um when, when that sixth seal was broken these trumpets start sounding and you got you got all these trumpets you got seven trumpets within that sixth seal correct mm-hmm. and um so this is the first two woes um on these these trumpets the, the woes coming on on the land and it's for repentance and as miss Kapow just read you know they they wouldn't stop their idolatry and their They're nonsense, unfortunately. Okay, But we're going to see in here the the blessedness of being sealed by God Mm. through Christ. What's the gospel message, Ms. Kapow, real quick?
1: The gospel message is that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins. That we would escape the wrath of God.
0: Yeah, amen. So that's what we need, everybody listening, we we need to uh, take heed and make sure that's uh, true in our lives, correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So
1: verse 1 says, Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit.
0: So this is a connecting link of this fifth trumpet with Revelation twelve eight, verse 9 and 12 and it's a woe to the inhabitants of the earth for the devil is come down if you remember the the uh, martyrs under the altar they're crying and praying out to god to avenge them for what the inhabitants of the earth did to them so it's, it's all related to this and you can also compare isaiah 14:12 how out thou fallen from heaven lucifer son of the morning So if you will read Revelation 12, verse 8, 9, and 12. Okay,
1: and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice, but terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time.
0: And this is good. This is good exegesis. Where you allow the other scriptures, you allow the Bible to interpret the Bible. So, if you're wondering, you know what uh, this this star is that has fallen from the sky and it was given a key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. Well, the scripture in Revelation 12 defines that as Satan himself, the dragon, forced out of heaven, out of the battle. Now you might say, well, when is this gonna happen? Or did it already happen? Or is it happening? I think, just my personal opinion, in relation to the seven letters that Christ dictated to the churches, all churches, he who hath the ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches throughout all times, not just those seven churches in Asia Minor at that time, or churches within a different time it's all churches throughout the whole time from this age which began really at the cross to when he consummates uh, the entire age in the second coming and at this point you know Christ has authority and dominion over all spiritual entities that's right it, it, you because know, he made quote, a
1: display of them
0: exactly so he, yeah he made a display out of them he's, he's He's at the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. Everything is subject to him now as we speak. Not later on, but right now. So when you're you're reading here, the the dragon lost the battle and they're they're forced out. My personal opinion is that's already done. It's already happened. He's already here. (laughs) And he's been tormenting with his little locust army and his little stuff the whole time. Um, Here's... Isaiah 14, 12. It says,
1: How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world.
0: Once again, we're reading from the NLT. The King James would call this Lucifer, son of the morning. Uh, Thrown down. Okay, so then, Ms. Kapow, you can handle these here.
1: Okay, June one, Jude 1, 1.6 says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. So they're there.
0: And they're going to and be judged when the age, the final age is, is finally consummated. And really what you have is an end of history.
1: Mm-hmm. Time, history, no
0: more. No more. And there's no other ages coming after that. Once Christ takes all the kingdoms and he sets up his kingdom here on earth and he hands everything back to the Father, that's it. There's no one ringing that bell and there's no other kingdom that will come after his. Mm -hmm. His And what's
1: cool about that is that even Christ will be under submission to the Father. Yeah. So God the Father will be over everything.
0: Exactly. And the way it works in your salvation right now is that God so loved you in time past, before the, the creation of the earth, can you imagine that? God loved you, Kapow listener, loved you, and he wanted to reconcile. He, it was his pleasure. God to, the Father. To God the Father to reconcile you to His himself, but you're living in sin, you're living in darkness, you're living, um, Outside of relationship with Father. Because outside
1: we, of his desire. Yeah. His his yeah, his desire for you.
0: Because that happened in the garden mm-hmm. when we fell, and now every human was born into sin. So way back when he says, I I want to I want to reconcile my my creation to myself. And so he does this through his son the Lord Jesus Christ. Which really is God made flesh on earth, and He's the sacrifice. He's the only one that could live a sinless life. The only one that actually could, f- could fulfill all of the law of God. Yes, praise. And He was the, Lord. the only one who was worthy enough to take on all the sins of all of us, all humanity, past, present, and future. And it was it was through Christ that God the Father. Did this, mm-hmm. and then Christ gathers us up as an inheritance and gives us back to God the Father. It's Amen. it's really a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: It's a beautiful plan, it's and Jesus gr- Christ, amazing. is the mediator between God and us.
0: Yes, and for a good study, you look at the Book of Job, which so many people shy away from because it just—I did. I mean, I just never could understand Job. It was so. So annoying to me, this this poor this poor soul. You'll know, just be picked on by some cosmic bet between God and Satan, right? But what we learned in the book of of Job is that Job is calling out for a mediator. Mm-hmm. He says, "Oh, I wish I had somebody who could could represent me
1: as a man." Yes, and 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 go up to God and represent my case.
0: Yes, he, that could go to the courtroom of a deity that's so powerful mm-hmm. and say, hey, I am a man, I am human also, and what you're doing is wrong. You know, <laughs> what you're doing. I just wish he could be my advocate, my mediator. And, he's, you, know, and you miss that in the King James, don't you?
1: You do, because I've never seen that before. But in the NLT, it is clear as day. And the thing is is that um, job actually says that he sees his redeemer and yeah. that's why he went through all the trials that he went through huh. so that God could reveal to him his redeemer and yeah he it says
0: that he does He's, you know at the end where he says, before I'd only heard of you
1: but now I but, see. N- but now I see
0: you it's a it is a throw forward. <laughs> a throw forward of Jesus Christ coming to earth and taking, now we're preaching the gospel, Ms. Kapow. Have you noticed this? <laughs> we, we're just like the apostle Paul. We start, we're talking about something else and we go back to the gospel. Amen. Because that's all that matters. The gospel. Nothing else really matters but the gospel. So you can talk about other subjects, but it's always in relation to the gospel. It's always in relation to that great news. We're trying to tell you that your sins can be forgiven once and for all. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so Christ comes and he becomes that man God. He becomes man, God in flesh and, and takes on the sins of the world, right? All those who would believe in him.
1: And fulfills the righteousness of God the Father.
0: Oh yeah. Which you know, we could that's not huge. do. Mm-hmm. So he reconciles us. So now he, he goes, he, he resurrects, but the God, the power of Father himself resurrects Christ as the first fruit because we're gonna be resurrected too. Amen. And so he resurrects Christ, the power of God resurrects Christ, and now Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and guess what? He's a mediator. Mm-hmm. If we should sin, and we all do, well, Ms. Kapow does we, less than I do. That's but, not true, but, but we, we have all an do, advocate. We have an,
1: say it again? Advocate.
0: We have an advocate, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. what Thank Job you, was calling out for. If I only had a mediator, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. So you read Jude 1, 6. On Enoch
1: 21, 6, Uriel, who's an angel, one of the holy angels who was with me, Enoch answered and said, Enoch, why art thou alarmed and amazed at this terrific place at the sight of this place of suffering? This, he said, is the prison of the angels, and here they are kept forever. So that goes with Jude 1.6. Yes. Then we have 2 Peter 2.4.9. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished.
0: Wow. And what we're showing you here is this, when you're talking about the angel falling and having the key to the bottomless pit, there is a place, and, and there's a place in scripture, and there's a place in the ancient writings like Enoch for this kind of imagery and language in the book of Revelation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to go to verse 4 the locusts of revelation. In fact, you know, I may title the show Locusts in My Hair, I don't know. <laughs> um, you gotta picture these these little things. Let me start off the bat that um, these are not real locusts, I shouldn't say real locusts, they're not um, locusts as you would know them on They're on not on a
1: natural plane. Thank you. They're on you. A
0: spiritual plane. Yeah, thank you. They're, they're a spiritual insect, so to speak. They're a spiritual entity. Uh, Most commentators, most people believe they're demonic entities, I would agree. And I don't think it's something that's gonna happen in the future. Uh, I think it's happening now, and it has happened uh, since the resurrection of Christ. And as time gets closer and closer to the end, they obviously get more and more um, active. And you can see that around you with the paganism and the... Um, the return of the ancient ways that were so displeasing to our Father God. You want to uh, read that? Yeah.
1: They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their
0: foreheads. So this is great news uh, because we're going to read about these, these crazy spiritual locusts and they're told not to harm the grass, plants or trees. So that tells you right there they're not natural. They're supernatural because naturally that's what they would eat is green stuff, vegetation. But uh, these particular spiritual locusts harm people, but not just any or all people. They harm the people who have not the seal of God on their foreheads. So let's go back to chapter seven and you remember that the four angels that we're holding back the winds, we're told, hold on, hold on, before you release the winds of destruction. Right, Miss Capal? Right. Uh, four winds in Revelation are destruction, not the Holy Spirit. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Destruction. So they're holding back the four winds of destruction, and they said, hold back until we put the seal of God on. God's people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and then we showed you how that goes back to uh, Ezekiel. So this is this is what that is. this is where we're at in this chapter. So the people of God are still on earth. we're still on earth now. All these locusts, in my opinion, are all around us, and they have been. they get uh, they get more active as as the time gets nearer. So they're told not to hurt the grass, neither green thing, neither. Any, any of the food they would, a locust would ordinary, um, ordinarily eat. Or, so they're not natural, they're not ordinary. Uh, they are supernaturally restrained. It, uh, it marks the judgment as altogether divine. This is a divine judgment from God. So this fifth trumpet is proved to follow the sealing in Revelation 7, chapter 7, 1 through 8, under the sixth seal. And none of the saints are hurt by these locusts. Amen? Amen. I think we can be bothered by the buzzing of them around our heads, but we're certainly not destroyed by them. Thank you. Right, Ms. Kabau. That's right.
1: Revelation 7, verses 2 through 3. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads.
0: And that's exactly the scripture I was talking about. These four angels are holding back the four winds. These are winds of destruction, not winds of blessing. Mm -mm.
1: Okay.
0: Verse 11. Their king is the angel from the
1: bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the Destroyer.
0: Abaddon. Yeah, I had a dream. I had a dream one time. I, it was in either 2006 or 2007 when I had just um, came came back to the Lord after being uh, disciplined for backsliding. And in my dream, I was at a, a restaurant. And I was kind of I was walking by a table to sit at or sit at this table, and there was this like really arrogant, cocky, uh, narcissistic young man at this table. And I remember he had these black these black like wayfarers on, right? And um, and he was sitting there, and his arms were up like this, you know. And he was really arrogant, mm-hmm. and he was speaking this like unknown language to me, you know, like speaking a like tongues. You know, but it wasn't from God, it wasn't the Holy Spirit tongues, he was just this babble to me. And then he looked at me and in English he says, he, he asked me the question, why don't you speak Apollyon?
2: Mm.
0: In my I dream. Remember that dream. remember that dream. And he asked, he asked me, why don't you speak Apollyon? And he was very irritated with me. He was a very arrogant, narcissistic, young, cocky, POS. And he says, why don't you speak Apollyon? and uh, I had that dream, and uh, I'll always remember that, and to me it was like, um, Brother Kapow, why don't you speak like the world? Why don't you speak destruction like the rest of the world? Why don't you, why don't you teach false doctrine like everybody else for gain, for financial gain? You could be somebody in the world. Dang it, come on board.
1: Thank God you did not.
0: I, I. Ugh, makes me ill. Hmm. Abaddon, that is perdition or destruction. We'll look at Job twenty-six-six, and we'll look at Proverbs 27.20 right now. If you'll go down and look and read that, Ms. Kapow.
1: Just as death and destruction are never satisfied, so human desire is never satisfied.
0: Proverbs 27.20 and then the one above it is Job
1: 16.6. Oh, you know what? Oh. On on the uh, top here, you have Job twenty six six. Oh, so well, which one
0: is it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, okay.
0: Who made this slide? My uh, my assistant made the slide, and um, they're on they're on crack, I guess.
1: Job sixteen six says the underworld is naked in God's presence, and the place of destruction is uncovered. So that's that, probably that's it.
0: probably it. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Let's go with that. Okay. So the locusts are supernatural instruments in the hands of Satan to torment, but not to kill uh, the ungodly. Because you remember the peoples of God are sealed. This is under the fifth trumpet, or sealed. In Revelation 9:20, these two woe trumpets are expressly called plagues. Interesting. Plagues. So the locust from the abyss refer to judgments that are about to fall on the ungodly immediately before Christ's second advent. And in my opinion, they're here, they have been here, but they the intensity, uh, we see it more and more as we get closer and closer to the judgment day. Because, um, you know, folks, I don't have to tell you, you know, today is different than it was in the past uh it's changing so fast it's different than it was five years ago
1: mm-hmm.
0: it really is it really is and you know that and it's really different than a hundred years ago but um we things have really x ex- x
1: ex- escalated yes
0: thank you because i couldn't even think of the word either i was trying <laughs> to help that. you out and i was thinking escalator <laughs> escalibur you <laughs> um yeah, you know, Miss Kapow and I we watched a a wonderful uh, teaching last week by a um, a scholar, uh, a man uh, named Peter Jones, Doctor Peter Jones, and mm-hmm. I, I think he's a pastor, some Presbyterian church in, in the East Coast, I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, we watched him from um, uh, Ligonier Ministries, uh, and anyway, his his. His teaching, and this guy's like an expert on a I want to call it New Age, but it's like the progressive spirituality of today. And his his teaching was about why we're in the mess we're in. Um
1: and that there's only two religions.
0: Only two religions. Yeah, there's only two religions. There's there's that religion that serves the creator. That's Father God. There's only one creator, Father mm-hmm. God. And then all the other religions which serve the creature. creature. And he breaks all that down how every single religion serves the creature. Sometimes the creatures ourselves. Most of the time it is. We think we're gods.
1: It's idolatry.
0: It's idolatry everywhere. But the big demarcation point with him in America, he wasn't talking globally, but in America the big demarcation point was the 1960s. And, um, wasn't so much, I mean, we've heard a lot of teaching was, well, the Beatles came in and brought Hinduism and they did the Beatles. Even my dad said the Beatles destroyed America. You know, my dad said that when I was 10 years old, you know, and, uh, but but this man wasn't talking, he, he went beyond the Beatles. He went beyond all that and, and dealt deep into the philosophical changes in American thinking from a, from a at least a Judeo-Christian worldview to a humanistic worldview in the '60s, and then he he talked about Carl Jung, the psychologist, who brought in personal spirituality. And what none of us knew, because I was a psych major when I was a you know kid. When I first went to college, I was a psych major, and none of us knew at that time that Carl Jung was a straight up-and-up Satanist, mm-hmm. occultist, channeling a spirit called Philemon. <laughs> um, and later on, I mean, like, just recently, I, I can't remember, Miss Kapow, but just, like, within the last, what, 10 years, maybe, a, a thing called the Red Book that he, yeah. he wrote was was discovered. And it was Carl Jung's note they called the Red Book. And he, he articulates all this... Occultic, um, satanic <laughs> download that he got.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, anyway, Carl Jung, Jungian psychology, and it changed. The reason why I, I go on this story is because there, there was a, a demarcation point here in America in the 60s where Abaddon, uh, the, the or Apollyon, the language of Apollyon, was introduced. Yeah. And when Carl Jung came in, And the 60s sexual revolution was what they call cataclysmic. It wasn't a little change. It wasn't slight. It wasn't a little. It was a cataclysmic change in society. And you can look back and say, well, now that's over. But it's not over. Here's what happened. Those kids in the 60s all grew up and they became our politicians we have today. They became the CEOs that we have today. Professors. They became the professors we have today. They became the pastors we have today. And that's when this philosophy, this this Satan this, uh, from the pits of hell, from Abaddon, from Apollyon himself, the locusts, <laughs> the, the destruction of these locusts, this is when it all comes to fruition.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So in 2020, you know, when, you, when you're seeing Black Lives Matter and you're seeing people wearing masks because they're scared of, 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 a, of a flu, and you're seeing states being destroyed, their economy, you're seeing the police are vilified. When you're seeing good called evil and evil called good,
1: Isaiah 5.
0: Isaiah 5, day in the and day out, me. there was a change, there was a demarcation point in our society that happened in the 60s, and now we are, the chickens, the roosters, the hens, whatever, have come home to roost. Mm -hmm. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the age, we see this more and more. And it it does really help you see why we're in the spot we're in. And the other good thing I wanna say right now is if you go to, uh, oh, you don't even have to go to our Fifth Hook Media Facebook page. You can find it, if you just type this in, in uh, YouTube, uh, type in John MacArthur, you know, John MacArthur. Um, who's to blame for the riots? Who's oh. to blame for the riots? That's type really that cool. in, in YouTube, it's an hour long sermon. You owe it to yourself to listen to this. It's, mm-hmm. it's what I've just got done telling you from Peter Jones. Um, John MacArthur hits it from a different angle, but it's the same thing. Um, who's to blame? And it's it's Isaiah five stuff, right, Miss Capel? That's right. It's it's, it's calling. It's upside down. When when you start seeing good be called evil and evil called good, you know judgment is near. Uh, the folks who are, were at in the last minutes, it's obvious. So look at that. If you can't find that, just go to our our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media, and I have it posted up there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's so good. It is so good. All right. Uh, where am I at? Next slide. Next slide. 13, 13, 13.
1: Okay. Job 28, 22 says, Destruction and death say, We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. And I think they're talking about Satan.
0: Oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. When he goes down that We have heard your fame with our ears. Okay. Now... The trumpet number six. Sixth trumpet. It's the woe or terror. That trumpet sounds like this. <laughs> okay, Miss Powell. Revelation
1: nine thirteen says, "Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God."
0: So what I have here is there's a parallelism of this very sixth trumpet to the fifth seal. Remember the the martyrs under the altar of God and they're crying out for the avenging of their blood, right? And these prayers are reaching its consummation under the sixth seal and sixth trumpet. The, The sixth seal is broken and then you have the seven trumpets and now here's the sixth trumpet. That's what I'm trying to get. It's all intertwined. They're not separate chronological events that are all coming together in history as one. This particular commentator says that he prefers understanding this cry from the four corners of the altar to refer to the saints' prayerful cry from the four quarters of the world, incensed by the angel and ascending to God from the golden altar of incense and bringing down in consequence fiery judgments. And I would tend to agree it's something that's happening now. How long, O Lord, before you avenge our blood on the inhabitants of the earth?
1: Verse 14, and the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one third of all the people on the earth. I heard the size of their army which was 200 million mounted troops.
0: That's a lot, but Psalm 68:17 says,
1: Surrounded by unnumbered thousands of chariots, the Lord came from Mount Sinai into his sanctuary.
0: And Daniel 7:10 reads,
1: And a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began in se- its session, and the
0: books were opened. And see, and these scriptures are you know, put here just to show that 200 million mounted troops is not something that's um, unreasonable in biblical terms. You know, there's uh, and, and in these particular scriptures, Psalm 68 and Daniel 7, you are talking about angelic armies. So there's a good indication. And I can't tell you for sure, but a good indication that verse 14 in the book of the Revelation is talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. You have these four angels, it had been prepared for this very moment. Uh, They had been bound, they had been held up at the river Euphrates. And now it's released. and And John hears the number of this. This army, and I believe it's a spiritual army of 200 mounted troops. And there's going to be a lot of death and killing going on, a lot of destruction coming our way.
1: Revelation 16, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet.
0: hmm Yeah, it's all related there.
1: Verse 20, But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk.
0: You know, folks. You know, you don't need the the big statue in your backyard to have an idol. You understand that idolatry is anything that comes before God. That comes before Yahweh, either in in thought, practice, or deed. Uh, and it's all over the place. Idolatry is all over the place, mm-hmm. and part of idolatry is uh, it's really ingrained in our in our culture, and it's making a huge uh, comeback too in paganism. You know. So it's like Pharaoh hardening his heart against repentance, notwithstanding the plagues, especially the idols made by their hands. So, you know, you you read that story there in um Deut- Deuteronomy and you think, Man, when is this guy gonna give up? But he just keeps hardening his heart against you know what God's throwing at him. Deuteronomy thirty-one, twenty-nine. Uh read that Ms.
1: I know that after my death you will become utterly corrupt and will turn from the way I have commanded you to follow. In the days to come disaster will come upon you for you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight making him very angry with your
0: actions. So that's Moses talking to the children of Israel saying, I know that after I'm dead you're going to you're going to turn back to idolatry
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and make God very angry. Uh, Revelation 13:15
1: he was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 8.4 says, And concerning therefore the eating of those things that offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world, and there is none other God but one.
0: Only one God. God hates idolatry. And he's a creator God. He created his creation. He won't have any other gods before him.
1: Revelation 9.21 And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts.
0: Mm. So these these are the unsealed. They're not people of God who are sealed. These are the unsealed and they reject the gospel of Christ, the good news that we just told you about. And they're just gonna cling to their flesh, their lust, their sorceries, their witchcrafts. Uh, Their unrenewed flesh, they they haven't um, given their heart to God. They haven't had, their mind's not renewed. Fornication is singular here, whereas the other sins are all in the plural. So other sins are perpetrated at intervals. Those lacking purity of heart indulge in one perpetual fornication and that's spiritual fornication against god uh, it's like uh, a a whore going you know um, after another man uh, when she's married right
1: galatians 5 20, 21 the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity and debauchery idolatry and sorcery hatred discord jealousy and rage rivalries, divisions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And I warn you, as I did before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Revelation 21, 8, But to the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and sexually immoral and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. This is the second death.
0: And it's going to happen, folks. It's it's why you as believing Christians were sealed. And let me take that even a step further. And Linda and I were reading this just today in Galatians. No, I'm sorry, Ephesians. Ephesians. Uh, That when you're saved, when when you believe by faith that God the Father sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to substitute for you on that cross and take your sins and you believe in that good news and, and you, you, you're baptized in Christ with him and, and essentially you become a Christ follower, the spirit of God himself indwells you. That spirit that indwells you is your guarantee, it's a guarantee of your salvation. It, it's the King James call it, calls it uh, your sealing. You are sealed with the spirit. You are sealed with the spirit. So that's the sealing that we all have if you're a believer in Christ. And those who are not a believer need to have that sealing um, so that those angels that are holding back the four winds when all this stuff just is coming to a consummation all these 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 locusts all these um, all the smoke fire brimstone when all this happens that you're safe within God Uh, because your eternal life is all that really matters Mm
2: -hmm.
0: right Ms. Capel? that's right it's not um, it's not what's going on down here that matters it's what's what's going on eternally is all that matters because eternity is well it's eternal it's forever alright
1: mm-hmm.
0: you look pretty today I do yeah thank you yeah
1: you look pretty too
0: oh man well you know what <laughs> I trimmed up my you did I trimmed you up trimmed my fear up. mask yeah for the show for the show yeah. yeah this catches all the the virus then I go like this
1: it's like a dream catcher it is a dream catcher <laughs> and
0: I, then I flick it <laughs> I flick it upon my enemies. See, if you're just watching the podcast, you missed all that goodness. You missed it. You missed yeah. it. It was, like, it, was like, it was like really good. It was like really good comedy right there. Uh, just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, we have anything else to add, Ms. Kapow?
1: We do not. We That's don't. That's
0: it. That's it. hmm Okay.
1: And so I shall say, ciao, babies.
0: And good night to you all. How many of you remember the story contained in the book of Acts chapter 19, where there were seven sons of Sceva and they were trying to cast out a demon because they saw the apostle Paul doing great miracles through God. So they tried to do the same thing. So they go up to this guy who's demon possessed and they say, we adjure you by this Jesus whom Paul preaches to come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And guess what the evil spirit did? The evil spirit answered them and said to them, hey, I recognize Jesus and I know about Paul, but who are you? And guess what? The man that had the demons jumped on him, beat the heck out of him, subdued him, overpowered him, and they literally fled out of the house naked and wounded. Wow. Guess why? Guess why? Because they did not go to Amazon.com and buy... Demons in My Marriage Bed, A True Story of Spiritual Warfare. The book is not about you being married or single. The book is about dealing with demonic forces, and you need to know how to do that today more than you ever have for your own life and for those around you. The book is a training manual, and there's training in there that will teach you how not to be the sons of Sceva and get beat up by demons. It will give you the tools for you to be recognized by them because they'll know that you're exercising the authority that is given to you through Christ. You need to get this book.